In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are up to album 25. Guys, we are, uh, I figured it out, we are like 5% through this list. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) This is 1971's Tapestry by Carole King. And uh, I got bad news for everybody. Uh, Well, not for everybody, mostly just for Rosie. Listen, uh, Rosie, we're actually not recording a podcast tonight. We we have decided that this is an intervention and we need to talk Mm. about this and we each uh, recorded a little something to talk about your rolling goings, because we've noticed that uh, Russ pointed out during the episode the other day that your rolling goings are mostly uh, just what you've eaten, okay, or what you're thinking about eating, or things that you have made and then given to other people to eat. So, uh, Aaron, let me let me. I know that you don't understand some stuff unless it's you, you know you listen to a lot of music. Let me play a little music to try to help you understand what we're talking about here. I'm thinking about. I got the big sur melt. What I'm gonna say Which is a grilled cheese that has shrimp in it On this evening's podcast Tuesday of this week I cooked a nine pound brisket I've been thinking about it All day Uh, We ate black eyed peas and collard greens So that was good I better think of Something real fast. Uh, we did it. Yeah, we had some cheese turkey in one of our um, stainless steel. Yeah. But then I think about the stories and rolling goings from Aaron. And I realize I can do just like him and do the absolute bare minimum. Like, what's Aaron's meal? Like, what's Aaron's meal? Like, what's Aaron's meal that he made instead of working? We made a big switch uh, two weeks ago. We switched from uh, veggie sausage to veggie ham. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. And there's a bunch that I could think of that I could not. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. I didn't find the if you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track I didn't say anything about breakfast the I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack You gotta save Jack something, you gotta save something for the next one By the way, that song <laughs> is so incredibly slow compared to what you think Like You can hear me, I'm trying to speed up the song and I'm like, nope, it's very slow Welcome everybody to Beck Did It Better, the exclusive content for real freaks like you who like to listen to this stuff And I'm here with a couple of freaks, these are three guys who would, before the record we were talking And they said they wished their song was called you let me feel a natural woman. So I, I didn't like that. I thought that was very really bad. <laughs> Let's say hi to these guys. I got uh, Russ in Minnesota. Russ, how are you doing? Rob, I used to think it was easy doing this podcast with you. You were light and breezy. I knew just what to do. Now you're a shock jock, and I feel like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've very much changed since the beginning of this podcast. I definitely have I've adapted a new persona. I've got uh, Aaron out in California. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm good. I feel obligated to tell you that it was quesadilla night tonight, so everything's fine here. <laughs> well, Aaron just blew his roll and going. He's going to have to go get out an encyclopedia and start yeah. reading. He's just going to. He's like, what did I eat yesterday? Hmm, I got to think about this. <laughs> and I have to say, too, I also want to say I do feel bad that I made two weeks of two songs in a row just directly making fun of Aaron. But I, it was so good. I couldn't, couldn't not do it. Uh, and I got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Excellent, Rob. Excellent. Thanks for having me. 
All right. Love the energy. All right. So the first thing we have right off the bat is let's start with a voicemail. Ooh. Beck did it better. Love the podcast. You guys do great work. If you could assign a ringtone to everybody on the podcast, what would it be? Love it. Okay, so first of all, I think this is the perfect call because, number one, they didn't do a backhanded compliment. They just said it's a good podcast, period. That's it. And it was short. They had a question. They have a phone that actually works. Now, I do have to say, I don't know what time machine they stepped out of where people are still getting ringtones. Like, are people still, like, buying ringtones off the TV or whatever or making their own ringtones and putting it on their phone? I don't know. I don't know who's still doing ringtones. But do any of you guys have any ideas for us? Who? What ringtone would you do for other people on this podcast? The first one that jumps to my mind is I would probably go with some sort of old school pro wrestling theme music. And I know Rob wouldn't like the hockey talk man, but I would give give Rob the song Sexy Boy, the Shawn Michaels theme song from back in the day, if you guys remember that yeah. one. Oh, that'd I'm be so good. Boy, I think, boy. you know what? I think you're hearing it in the background right now. And by the way, that's a real pain in my ass when we do that during the podcast, and then I got to cut it in later. <laughs> I think I'm cute. The last Rob episode you guys did like five times. He's got the looks. That drives the girls wild. Man, Rob, you would be the sexy boy. I'll tell you what, that's better than the ringtone I currently have. This is not good. When this goes off during class, <laughs> it's not great. And it's so good I have to listen to it, you know. Aaron, what do you got? Any ringtone? It's not quite as embarrassing as when your pager goes off. But The only the only ringtone I ever paid for was back on the... Hit me on the hip. <laughs> Hit me on the hip. The only ringtone I ever bought was back in the day when your Nokia phone would play with the with the phone digital sound would actually play a song. Uh, oh, yeah. My favorite ringtone was Grinding by the Clips. So I'd have to give that to Russell because Russell's grinding on these podcasts every week. He's grinding? He's yeah, grinding. I'll give, I'll give he, either he, one of you guys $100 if you can sing one note of Grinding from the Clips. All right, thank you. So that worked out yeah, well. Yeah, just beat like... <laughs> Still not singing. <laughs> Grinding. You know how I keep in the line. Is. Better stay in line. Oh, you know. I think we have our parody song for next week. Why didn't we see that coming? Why didn't we see that coming? That Aaron was going to pick some weird-ass song for a ringtone. I don't know why. So I'm guessing, you know, the whole ringtone thing, these artists, they let these companies do this, right? So they can make some extra money. Yeah. So whoever that group was that did grind and they got like a whole cent and a half because mm-hmm. Aaron was the one person that downloaded that, that ringtone. Right. That was the clips. <laughs> it was Malice and Pusha T. I mean, probably Pharrell got the money. Aaron liked that ringtone too because he'd be on a date and then grinding would come on and the woman would look at him and be like, oh, this guy likes grinding. Aaron's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Aaron kind of does the look over his phone like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, maybe. What do you think? <laughs> That's his one. Yeah. Matt, what ringtone would you assign? I'm going, I've got R- Russell. I'm going to go Russell. I'm going to go with a song, by, I think by Big Pun. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. Oh, I'll take yeah. I'll take that. Like yeah. yeah. So you can hear it right here. I don't want to be a player no more. Yep, yep, yep. This is a good one for Russell. I would even take like the old school 8-bit like Nintendo sounding version that would go on my flip phone right now. That would be perfect right now. I'm, I'm down with Big Pong. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you guys, Crazy Frog is the ultimate ringtone. It's really good. You guys remember Crazy that song? Frog? 
Okay, I'm gonna play. It's Axel F by Crazy Frog, and it was like a. Yep, yep. It was. We might need to restart this right now. Oh this my might god! Be a, 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 a key for the restart. <laughs> it's so you good. Crazy fu- Frog <laughs> grinding. I have my no seven-year-old's got that album. Do you guys loves have any customized Crazy Frog stuff? Do you guys have any customized ringtones in your phone right now? No. 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 Does anybody let their phone ring anymore? Anybody who lets their no. phone ring in public is a savage. <laughs> That, well, I was going to say that, you know, that kind of the next level from, you know, everybody used to have a ringtone and then now everybody's just silent. Like, just don't let your phone ring. That's just let, PSA. Don't let your phone ring. You don't be that person. But then, you know, from, from now, the, the, the big thing is have, just have your voicemail just be full. This, this voicemail is full. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear a voicemail anymore either. Right? I'll call you back if it's needed or text me. But don't leave a voicemail. Yeah. Don't have a message and say, hi, you've reached Matt's phone. Yeah. Leave a message after the tone. Like, like what, what is the point of that anymore? And then what is the point of leaving a voicemail? Uh, this is your mom. Call me back. You know, I don't know. With that PSA, we should definitely encourage people to leave us a voicemail on the back, <laughs> the line, back line right now, Rob. What, what's the back line number for all our idiot voicemailers? Uh, the, the, to leave a voicemail, or you can send us a Bext, it's 802-277-2325. That's 802-277-BECK. I do have a customized ringtone for different people calling. Because I do think it's very funny when people call and it's a customized ringtone. And the big one I have is that when my <laughs> wife calls, I have the theme from Godzilla vs. Mothra that plays. So every time she calls, it's like, <laughs> pwah, pwah, pwah. And then it's a picture of her calling. is just a picture of her chest. So I laugh every time I pick up the phone. I'm like, ah. Very funny. It's the little things in life. Okay. And then my daughter see that she's calling and they're like, you're a bad person. Uh, so let's get into our next section. Okay, so that voicemail didn't spawn a good conversation. So guys, do better, please. Okay, we can, we're counting on you here for content. We'll try. We'll we're try. Da- I did like a whole lunch table beat to grind in like old school Hamilton style. What are you talking about? That's that's my best work. I'm not going to do anything better the rest of this episode. <laughs> You're like, hey, call my phone. Check out this song. And they call it. <laughs> I'm entirely too sober tonight to hear Aaron say that was his best work. I don't know if I can keep going right now. No, that was, I would agree that is Aaron's best work. All right. So now let's get into everybody's second favorite section. Now, the first favorite section, of course, is where we rate the album. Everybody loves that part. They don't ask me to explain it in real life. It's a humiliating when I have to have podcast conversations in real life. It's time to make fun of Aaron. Oh, here we go. You know what time As if the opening song wasn't Yeah, didn't we already do that? fun of Aaron. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. He likes it. Uh, I don't own a microwave. All right. So we got a couple things. Uh, we do have this. I, I did play it in the song, but I want to play it again from last week. But we made a big switch uh, about two weeks ago. We switched from uh, veggie sausage to veggie ham. Now, listen, we spent the whole last episode making fun of him for that. Not going to go back. Okay. But I just want to remind you, we are trying to a make an hour's switch. worth of content. And that's the kind of help I'm getting from my one of my co-hosts here. That's why I'm not the main host. Big switch. Big switch. Now, I, I what's a little switch, Aaron? If that's a big switch, what would be considered a little switch? Well, like different uh, brand of sausage. Like if I had gone from you know Morningstar to Beyond, that's like a small switch. Although the Beyond oh, stuff is okay. really hard to cook. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you, yeah, have, you, right. you basically basically just heat it up, right? Well, yeah, You're not but cooking it, uh, anything. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you heat got, it he up. Doesn't yeah. have, he doesn't have modern heat up tools, though. but he doesn't have a microwave. So got a toaster. I get it. It's hard to heat it up. I get it. You've got to go out in the backyard and avoid the pee, the pee spot and like use a piece of flint to start a fire yeah. to heat up his 
traducket or whatever is is, is sausage is called. The the Beyond Meat has to be heated up to a safe temperature where it's not totally frozen and you break your teeth on it. Any other temperature is fine because it's made out of like beets or whatever. <laughs> the safe temperature of beets. But listen, we can make fun of Aaron for that. We can make fun of Aaron for that. Aaron, shut up. We can make fun of Aaron for that all day. <laughs> but there was something that he said that we totally missed, and I want to I want to remind everybody of this. So let's listen to this. So I think a chicken and chicken and churro cookie would be great. I can't roll my R's, which is why I never succeeded <laughs> as a singer. So I this I don't get. You should you I should cut it and just so I've never succeed. That's why I've never succeeded. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> cut the. You see where that gap? Here we go. Yeah, here we go. That's why I never succeeded as a singer. There we go. We can put that anywhere. Uh, so, so Aaron, why, why exactly never... would not being able to roll roll your R's? Why would that cause you to be such a shitty singer and kind of ruin my wedding? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause if you're singing in a language other than English, uh, mostly Italian, you need to be able to roll your R's to sound idiomatic to the language. And I, I could never do it. I don't know. I, it never worked for me. You're sounding uh, pretty idiotic tonight. I think you're just fine with that, Aaron. <laughs> Idioteca. God, I love this section of this. I love this section of the podcast. It's so good. We just pile on Aaron and he loves it. He really does. He loves the attention. He thinks it's fun. Aaron, say churro one more time. I just want to hear you say churro. Let me try it. Churro. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Churro. That's so that's so strange to me that you can't roll your R. Can you do that thing with your tongue where you make it into a U? I'm not, we're not going to turn this into Aaron. Like we're not just in case we're streaming this thing live. I'm not, and I wish it's a visual joke. I, I don't wish our <laughs> listeners could see what Rob is doing right now. <laughs> Rob's what you see right after you were face. born. What? I hope that Rob, is that the face you make when you're doing the VR, the VR and you're quote unquote searching for certain things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. I, <laughs> I got a story about that after the podcast. I got to tell you a very short story. All right. So let's get into everybody's what third. Fa- I'm not doing this anymore. It's rolling going. It's, it's, it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for rolling going. Oh, All right, we are getting into yeah. rolling going. Everybody has thought of great things to talk about, but you know what? First, we're going to talk to Rosie. Rosie, rolling going, how's it going with you? It's going great, and I'm not going to talk about food tonight. I do want to say um, we'll see. it's been an exciting week this week uh, in America. Uh, tiny tidbit that I do want to share. We've been very excited. My son was born at the same hospital where Madam Vice President was born. So that's been exciting. That's been a fun wow. little fun fun trivia trivia point for you all, Kaiser Oakland. So that's been exciting. We've been talking about that. Uh, I spent today... Is really he marching today. around your, your house demanding that he be called Madam Vice President for the for the last week or not? No, not yet. So right, lately he's been Victor Starspeeder. Uh, that's been his, well, his main game nice. lately. My brother sent him uh, some Jedi Academy graphic novels, and so he spends his entire day... Uh, playing that he's Victor Starspeeder, the star of the Jedi Academy. So he and Artemis are out there uh, visiting Endor and using their lightsabers to, uh, you know, win the Jedi lightsaber fencing tournament. So, uh, so far, no, he does know Kamala Harris's name, but he's not asked to be addressed as Madam Vice President, but that might be coming. So your son, he doesn't, he doesn't use the, the lightsaber to like destroy evildoers. He just does it for fencing tournaments. Oh no, no, full on. No, no. We've, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's all in on destroying people. Uh, we've tried to discourage that part of things, but yeah, he's ready to, 
he's ready to fuck up some Sith anytime. So we're, right. we're trying right. to, we're trying to discourage that part of things. What if that's the one thing your wife was way into is like encouraging that she's like, yeah, fuck those guys up. Like cut off their arms, <laughs> cut off their arms and it cauterizes their wounds. So they're still alive. You torture them, slowly twist a lightsaber into their eye. That'll make them talk. And you're like, wait, what? That's Aaron's like sitting over there on the park bench, eating a piece of chicken out of a plastic thing. And she freaks out. He's like, what are you yeah. doing? And then she turns and she yells back. And I'm like, get back to your fencing tournament. Yeah. Stick his head out into space. The change in pressure will make his sinuses explode. <laughs> I mean, he would be into all that stuff if we allowed it. But I mean, you've, you, you guys have talked to my wife. She's not really the, the type to, uh, <laughs> you know, promote that kind of thing. No, that was actually the point of that last joke I made is that's the opposite of how she is. So the, the, the joke, and I'm going to explain this to you. The joke oh, I irony. made was that that was something she wouldn't say. And that's why I said it like that. I was, I was, some people would say exaggerating for comedic effect. And I said, Come- I'm gonna comedic. To, I'm going to look that up. The other thing that was really exciting today is that it was, it's pledge drive so week on the jazz station. And today They've been bringing people in in uh, pairs. So typically it would be just be Elisa Clancy by herself, but uh, she would have somebody in the studio with her. They were today, all day today, they were playing, and I don't know if I can say this. Some people call it gypsy jazz. This is hot club style jazz. I don't know if that's offensive or not, but I really enjoyed it. A uh, really good day. So I didn't get to do a lot of my last minute listening to Carol King like I usually would have because I was listening to the uh, hot club of Paris jazz, a uh, little Django Reinhardt. Stefan Grappelli, it was a nice day. So that, that's what well, I like Django Reinhardt. A little guitar See? action. What was, pl- what was pledge style? Is that like a fraternity thing or what is pledge? What are you talking about pledge? Or is oh, it like the yeah, pledge the drive is kitchen when they're cleaner? Like, or what are we talking here? We're going to go play jazz on the quad. Every 10 minutes they're trying to get you to donate to, you know, become a member mm. of, of the KCSM, which, I, you know, as we know, I'm already a member. I got mm-hmm. my uh, hand crank radio, <laughs> yeah, got a radio for my membership. Yeah. So I, you know, for me, I just enjoy what's going on, and they, that's when they play the hits. You know, like pledge drive is when it's like, yeah, we're doing all miles for a day or all Coltrane for today, and today was uh, hot club jazz, so it was nice. And if you, if if everybody donates, they stop playing jazz. That's the gift that they give everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me the Venmo account. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Let's get to some real songs on this radio station. Yeah, as Russ they said, were going to play only like, real songs. Yeah. <laughs> They were going to launch it. Yeah, we could easily jokes. change this into a WWF old school, <laughs> old school wrestling station. Honky Tonk Man at the top and bottom of every hour. Oh my God, I can't find the Honky Tonk Man theme song. It's <laughs> <laughs> I got too many, too many buttons. Too many buttons. <laughs> I, I officially pledge $10 to the news, to the news station for the Honky Tonk Man song. <laughs> All, it's just, give me my, it's just Ultimate my Warrior. Radio. Oh, here coming in from Russell from a donation. We're going to hear the Ultimate Warrior theme. Oh, comes running down. He's going to match donations for the next hour. Matt, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I think I finally hit the point of uh, this COVID lockdown where I'm starting to get bored. Like I think I've hit the end of Netflix. Um, I've. I, I don't know. You know what else? I, I'm trying to get through. Um, you know Rocket the list. VR goggles. And yeah, I could use some VR. Oh man! <laughs> uh, but you know, so I, I I'm trying to get through the list, and every time I want to sit down and dedicate some time and listen to a couple new albums, like something pops up and it reminded me of college when you'd be sitting there and be bored and be like, "What are we gonna do on the Saturday night?" And there's many different ways of of categorizing this. We'll call it a slump buster. Um, you know, we need some sort of slump buster to get through things. <laughs> Okay, so we would always sit down. We'd literally say, we're going to watch the three Star Wars movies. You know, mm. we're going to start at like four o'clock. We'll watch it through. God damn, I and miss college. Literally within, 
literally within like 45 minutes, something would pop up, right? Somebody's got a racquetball game or somebody's decided to go to somebody's house. Some and- woman would walk in and be like, a dog took my shirt. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the guys would look at each other and go, That happened oh, at St. Olaf all I the time. I think this is going to yeah. be a good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So something like that. But, you know, every time, so is there anything that you guys uh, have or in the past have you done? Is there anything that you, you start and either you can't get through it because something always comes up or you're just literally like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and dedicate some time. I really want to go through, um, all three Godfathers, you know, and then you just can't get, you know, is there anything that, that you've used in your life to kind of either fill boredom or, uh, use it as a slump buster that you can think of? (laughs) Matt, I'm going right back to college when you you were saying, when you were in college, you guys used to do star Wars. When Aaron and I were juniors, we lived in a dorm and there was a group of freshmen that decided to pass the time one weekend by trying to watch every movie of the Leprechaun series. Remember like the horror <laughs> movies, the Leprechaun and they called, and they called it the Leprechaun-a-thon. And so they went out yeah, and, they, right. and they bought like five Leprechaun movies and they, they literally sat down in the lounge. There's like eight dudes down there sitting there watching every, I'm the Leprechaun over and over and <laughs> yeah, over, that's right. but they couldn't make it through the whole thing. They had to quit because they could never find Leprechaun and Leprechaun in space. Yeah. And so they looked at they looked at eBay. They looked everywhere. They could never find Leprechaun in space, so they had to give up the quest. So that was immediately what I thought of. Is I remember Aaron and I going down and thinking, these are kind of the people we're supposed to be mentoring, and and they're watching. I'm the Leprechaun. <laughs> I would give up my family so fast to go back to college for one day. I mean, just hearing that sounds like so much fun. Can you imagine if now I was like, we're going to watch all the Leprechaun movies. You'd be like, okay, well, maybe I can do it in like two weeks, but I'm supposed to go to the farmer's market with my wife tomorrow, and she gets mad if I don't go, so I'm going <laughs> to taste her pies. I, I actually know. have another one. Can I jump back in, too? Let's hear it. Okay. Eric was also part of this, too, and this one's even way worse. You guys remember the 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 magazine Maxim? <laughs> yeah. Remember it was kind of like the PG or PG thirteen version of Playboy. Like it kind of had like all this guy stuff, really attractive pictures of women, but it, they weren't. It wasn't nude, right? Scantily clad, right? Right. Scantily. I, I heard about that magazine. In in one of the episodes of that magazine when we were in college, they had a list of the greatest fifty sex scenes in regular movies. Oh God, we Do you watched them this, all. Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> And so we started a list oh. where we tried to watch every movie that had one of the greatest sex scenes in it. So it's like Basic Instinct. We'd go and rent Basic Instinct at the movie theater from the the video rental station in right town. Right next to Taco Bell. And yeah. so once a week, it was me, Aaron, probably two other buddies, and a few female friends did it with us too. I think and we rated like them, seven we? or we'd like do seven or eight of us in a room, and we tried to do like the whole list of fifty. I bet we made it through like twenty. And we'd rank them and discuss them and everything. It was great. <laughs> what was really rough about that list was that so many of those scenes nice. were from movies that were not fun to watch otherwise. Depressing movies. Yes. Angel Heart, the Mickey Rourke and uh, Lisa Bonet <laughs> joint. That was terrible. I think Eve's Bayou might have been on there. I mean, stuff that was just like really heavy shit. And then there'd be like one sex scene that was like, that's great. And then you're like, well, what the fuck are we doing now? Like we're in the dorm. We're not drinking beer. We're just watching some creepy movie. And now we're depressed. Rob, like, what's your hard. Rob? What's your favorite sex scene in a movie right now? Go. <laughs> I would say like 20 minutes in and jacking it four. I think there's a real good one where <laughs> you really do believe that she has her head stuck under the TV. And since she is the stepmom, it's like, this all makes sense to me. I think Mickey Rourke is in that one too, actually. 
Rob, can you bleep this out? But you also have to remember in college, we also had another adult movie moment when one of our friends found a DVD laying on the floor of the dorm and it was called Ultimate. Oh, no. (laughs) All our secrets are out. We found this DVD and someone like put it in. And I remember there's like, you know, 10 idiot college guys like sitting in the dorm, packed in someone's room right next to each other watching Ultimate. Doing the very hetero thing of watching porn together and be like, hey, <laughs> pretty hot chicks when we're all sitting here together. Oh, this is pretty awesome. But remember, the, the main actress in the movie, she had some sort of British accent. And then for years afterwards, we would always talk about ultimate or whatever the whatever the accent is. Do you remember this? It was, yeah, it was classy. I mean, it made it more classy with the accent for sure. She's a little you know, like, oh, you know, lick my hair. Cheerio. And you're like, oh, well, that actually sounds really nice. I can think I'm going to introduce your mom and dad. Like, it's it's great. And then, because that was always the thing, too, is that you're in a you're in a pod, right? So you're in a pod, yeah. and so you're watching this porn, like, with a bunch of guys. At any point, any female can walk in. Like, can you imagine that now? Just, like, anytime they could walk in, you'd be like, what are you guys doing? It's like, well, it's, you know, watching all the <laughs> we found Well, the first one? No, 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 not the first one. It's, it's like a pack of animals. There's safety in numbers, you what know? What I don't get is, like, what was it? Is Ultimate Four? You would think after Ultimate one, they'd realize it should be penultimate, right? Like they know they're going to make another. That can't be ultimate. That can't be. This, this episode is going to wear out that bleep like you wouldn't believe. Oh, the bleeps are great. Matt, I'm not sure he answered your question, but thanks oh, for no, that no, I don't, no. I, you know what, Matt? All I want to do is I have a I have a podcast that I listen to called Action Boys. I think it's a very superior podcast, and they watch one action old action movie a week. All I want to mm-hmm. do is watch. So this week it was Police Story 2 with Jackie Chan. My fucking family will not let me sit down and watch a movie that I want to watch at any time. My family will only watch the Lady Gaga Super Bowl special or Greatest Showman or Elf. They've seen those three movies, I bet, 100 times each. They only want to watch the same thing. My wife included. They don't want to watch anything new. So I'm trying to watch Greatest Jackie Showman Chan. Is good beat up people. I'd like greatest showman, but after the 50th time I saw it, I was like, okay, I can watch other stuff now. I, they, I just cannot get through an action movie in one sitting whatsoever. There's always kids like, Oh, I'm hungry. I'm like, again, like I fed you like a day ago. I think like, I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's the worst. I don't know. And, and being in an apartment, there's no escape, right? Like there's one room. Everybody's in the room. So everybody is watching. Thing Story entire, coronavirus lockdown situation is that every meal there's another meal coming up you, like i don't huh? you just made one and then it was like oh i made a good lunch that i really enjoyed oh i wasn't gonna talk about food never mind i knew you're gonna, gonna, gonna talk about food again ah. <laughs> ah, i made it this far without doing it. it's not even my well, Aaron, i think the worst part of coronavirus is all the dead people but yeah you do you <laughs> all right so yeah. i'm gonna cut that out i feel bad about saying that uh rolling going russell how's it going with you it's going well. It's going well. My week has gone well, but I've have, I've had this realization over the last few days that I am good at certain things, but I am also incapable of basic tasks. You guys ever have moments where you just there are basic things that other people can just do without thinking, and it's beyond what you guys are able to do. Sending for me, it's yeah. alphabetizing anything between F and like P. If it's in like the <laughs> J L. Like a G, I don't know where a G is in the alphabet. L- I, LMNOP. I, yeah, I you always have, have to be you like have troubles with the LMNOP. I have to be like Rob only gets through F in his porn in his porn search on the VR machine. He can't get past F. He doesn't know what comes next. 
What letter does stepmom start with? Oh. I had this moment the other day where a, a few of our lucky listeners now going forward, if anyone backs or, or leaves a voice message, I know Matt doesn't want voicemails anymore, but if anyone leaves a voicemail, <laughs> we'll point? maybe try to get him some, some Beck did it better merchandise, a new shirt that we're putting out there. Nice. But I was trying to mail this shirt to a few friends and to you guys. And it literally took me, I'd say three and a half weeks to mail shirts. <laughs> I'm incapable of doing it. I had no idea how to do this. Like, do you guys typically mail packages? Yep. Never. I've, I don't think I've, I hate I, I don't think I've ever mailed a package in my life. I go, and so I was like, Rosie loves mail packages. I, do I was like, I don't packages. know what to do. Do you, do you go to the, do you go to the post office and they just give you bags? Do you get Rob snorting? No, you need some time at home with your preferred package to get it prepared. And yeah, you, you can't be doing that stuff on the fly at the post office. No, I'm saying this because I would freak out too. Yeah, you got to you got to prepare it. You got to give it some time. You got to get it ready. Make sure you've got all the right ingredients sitting right next to you. I don't like this. Not even turn the lights down. And I can't take any. I can't take any credit for it. My my lady does all the you know she does all the hard. She handles all your packages. packages. Yeah, Yeah. and she's like, okay, Aaron, we're going to the post office. Go sit in the back. And he gets in the back of the car, and then he drives the post office. He goes, okay, stay in the car. Don't touch the keys. I'm going to turn on the AC for you. I'm going to hold these doors locked. Keep these doors locked. So when Aaron says yes, he mails packages, he goes and sits in the post office parking lot. That's true. His son is looking at him frowning while holding a lightsaber like, don't you you have fun back here, old man. (laughs) Just like Darth Vader got put down, I'll put your ass down too. (laughs) You are my father. You know what I do, Russell? I go into the post office and I see whatever the most expensive possible option is. And I'm like, that's going to work for my package. And I just do it that way. Like I don't ever think of like what ways what what can I put in a flat rate? I, none of that makes sense to me, and I panic and I just do the most expensive thing. It's terrible. It took me mo- it took me numerous days and trips to four stores to try to figure out how to mail a shirt. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I've never mailed a shirt before, so I go into the post office the first day and I'm kind of looking around. I was like, oh, they got to have something I can just grab and I can pack them in there, right? Shirt and box, so I'm kind of walking box. around. And, and the first day I went to the post office, it was packed and I was like, I'm out, I'm not doing this and just went home. So then I went in the second day and I went during the afternoon because I was thinking, well, it won't be too crowded. I went in and I saw these bags, these express bags. And so I grabbed like a handful of them and it said free, grabbed a bunch of them. And I grabbed a bunch of these tags and I got home and I was ready. Wait, wait, okay, okay, wait, let's stop right there. Why yeah. didn't you do it there? Like, yeah. there's pens, right? You just do it there, and then you take care of it. And there's the people there. You can ask them, like, you know, I I, say, can I, you help me out with one? And, there were, like, yeah. 15 shipments going out. I couldn't do it in there. I had to get the hell out of there. There's no way I could have stood in there for 45 minutes doing that. You also no you don't know if you're, yeah, you you going to end up with a less-than-friendly postal employee either, right? Like, you don't, you don't want to go up there and ask them for help, and then behind the glass, they're like, you dummy, you're supposed to, like, have all this stuff done. Like, I, I'd be terrified of that. I'm, I'm with you, Russell. Yeah, no way. But... So you just would default to not asking the question of the person who's there to help you yep, pack that's what things I, up. That's yeah. what I did. So Take I grabbed home, the bags and I grabbed the tags and I went home and then I was getting, I getting ready too. to write on the tags and pack them up. But I realized I had a regular bag, but an express sticker. And oh, I don't shit. know if that works. And so then I looked up the express stickers and this means I'm paying 25 bucks to mail a t-shirt. I was like, well, I'm not, I can't do that. So then I panicked and freaked out and just decided to leave it alone for another week. And then I was thinking, okay, eventually I got to get these. I finally, I drove mats over, but I couldn't mail the rest of my day. I didn't know what to do. So I started Googling, Hey, how do you mail stuff? I, I there's these t-shirt bags you can get at different stores. So I went to Walgreens. How they do didn't you spell have the mail? Bags I wanted. 
Because that might that that's might be true. part of your problem with the Google stuff. If you just type mail stuff and you typed it wrong, that's yeah. bad. Well, I mean, it's not bad. I think it was. I don't want to say it that. It also wasn't good yeah. that I put the question mark at the end of it. I think that sent me down the wrong path. No, no, no. That, you but should I, always do that. But so then I couldn't find him there. So I just got frustrated, went home, put it off for a few more days. Then I tried going to Office Depot thinking, oh, maybe they'll have something. They didn't have what I was looking for. So I went to like three or four stores until finally I went back into the post office and just asked the guy like Matt said I should have the first time. Yeah. He's like, yeah, just grab those bags. And I was like, there's no stickers for the names. And he goes. Oh, we keep these in the back because people use them for scratch paper. They weren't out there the first time. These assholes just put them out there. I would have been fine. So you, they helped you, and then you immediately got mad at them. You immediately got very mad at them for helping you. Well, they could have just left the stickers out there. It's not like they're fancy stickers. They're just regular stickers that you write on. It's it's not carbon copy or anything. But, you know, that's just why. So I sent I sent all these guys a, a holiday gift of the only thing I could think of, which was a towel of a picture of me in a Speedo. Uh, <laughs> With a Santa only, hat on. The only choice. And so hoping that their kids would see it and maybe their wife would use it when they got out of the shower or whatever. You know, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, whatever. To, to, to me, the idea of you toweling off with my face is very, very funny. I ordered four separate times and paid shipping four separate times because I did not want to go to the post office once. I clicked. I found all see? of your addresses and mailed them out because I do not want to go. And the post office is only a 10-minute walk for me. I could just walk down there. I don't want to go. I hate it every time I go down there. I feel the same way, Russell. I feel immediately stressed. I'm always doing something wrong. Wrong. There's never a pen. It 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 freaks me out. I don't like it. There's old ladies that go in there and they know exactly what's going on. They walk up and they they've got their package set. They're all ready to go. But then there's other people that go in there and they're like me. They have no clue what's going mm-hmm. on. So this one guy walked up next to me and he had a package, but he had the wrong sticker on it. Dumb shit. The guy behind the counter is looking at me. He's like, "Oh, you've got the wrong sticker on this package. We can't send it like that." And the guys the guys think, "Oh, what do you mean we can't?" Wrong sticker, wrong package. You have to go home, undo all that packing tape, and bring it back. And the guy's kind of just frustrated. He's about to walk out, and then finally the guy turns around and he goes, "What if I just pay the higher rate?" And he goes, "Oh, you can do that." And he goes, "How much more would it be?" He goes, "Instead of five dollars, it would be seven dollars." He was ready to send that motherfucker home. <laughs> for, uh, instead of paying five, he had to pay seven. But the guy, he wouldn't have even known if he didn't ask. <laughs> Well, that's bad. I have found that if you go in, you know, for like, there's a a myriad of different people like this, right? Like, you have no idea what's going on. Like, my lawnmower doesn't start. What the heck do I do? If you go in and you're just self-deprecating about it and you're nice because there's so many old crotchety people that just come in and say, you need to fix this for me. You Mm -hmm. know, like, well, hello to you too. If you just go in, this is me personally. If you say, hey, how are we doing? You know, I appreciate... Any help you can have here. I'm, I'm a newbie. This is the first time doing it. How do I send this? And what's the right stuff? You know, if you just fall on the sword and you're not just a complete prick to the person, they are so happy to help you because that's their job. But just don't go in there like you, you, they owe it to you to tell you how to do it mm. and you'll be fine. I don't know. I don't know if that I'm a man, not smart being a prick to people, so I might have to just stick Ooh, with my, my method. smart shit. Yeah. Going to five stores. I I just think I think of it as this, (laughs) Russell. You spent let's just call it two hours, you know, over four trips trying to figure this out. Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm just I'm trying to be nice. I'm saying like it's probably like ten hours. Yeah, and it could have been handled in like five if you just would have waited in line and fell on the sword and just said, "Hey, I got to send fifteen shirts. Can you help me out?" 
Like, you know, they, I really appreciate it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. I'm really bad at this. Will you help me out? They would have loved to have helped you out. If but you I've, just- told, I've told you guys, I, ha- I do this. I've done this before. I panicked when I went to the Michael's Craft Store once and yeah. I just left. I didn't want to ask. The record store. I panicked yeah. when I went to the record store and just left. I, I panic and I leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rob. that's your, you got the, ther- you got the therapeutic uh, Davenport of love here that you can get all this <laughs> stuff out. We'll help you get from point A to point B. We'll keep talking about this stuff and you know what? Well, it's just baby steps. Russell, yeah. I'm going to say it again. Whenever I'm in a situation where I think, oh, I'm so stupid. I don't know what's going on. I just think back to any time I've been part of a job interview. And I realize that I am by far not the stupidest person around because I've interviewed people. I interviewed a guy for a teaching job where he came in. Literally, the second thing he said is, yeah, I don't get along very well with students. And we're like, well, okay, well, that's weird. We didn't even ask about that for one thing, so I don't know why you volunteered that. That's not a good thing to say. There are always people who have no idea what's going on. You just got to be like, I am not those people. It's like when we had kids. We were nervous about having kids because it's like, this. we can screw this up. Like even picking a name, you know. Like we picked the name Annabelle and all of a sudden we looked in the book after we named her and it's like, oh yeah, that's what people named cows. And people always made fun of me growing up. And I was like, oh no, we wrecked her life. <laughs> but then it's like, there's so many people who are not as good at stuff as we are. And they've raised kids there's just There's so many fine. other ways you can wreck her life. Like you've got plenty more chances. You got years to still but, wreck her life. Yeah. But I think I, all those yeah. people could probably mail a package better than I can. I would just like to return to the concept of the therapeutic Davenport of love. That that's Ooh. that if we ever create a band, that's it. Or hey, Russell, can that's I get what I'm a shirt called my penis. Russell, can I get a couple shirts or that say what? therapeutic Davenport of love, please? Can you send me like, <laughs> like two or three shirts? And then the worst part is, is the guy would ask you like, what are these shirts for? And you're like, oh yeah, well we have a podcast and I made, we made a bunch of shirts and we're sending it out to people. And he'd be like, uh, actually we're closed. I can't help you. Goodbye. I'm pretty sure that's from some, I've heard that somewhere. Like I didn't come up with that on my own. So we'll be stealing, but that's all right. Most of the stuff we, we do on this uh, no. podcast, we steal from. Somewhere. No, we stick to, we stick to fair use policies for sure. Don't look at 2022. It. That'll be my new year's resolution to ship something again. So I'll, I'll get on that. <laughs> Rob, Rob, rolling going. How's it going with you? I'll tell you what, uh, I'm in hell. So uh, <laughs> and, and Aaron, I don't want you to laugh at this, but my wife is now really an Aaron. Don't. Please, please. Okay. <laughs> My wife is way into pies right now. Okay. Ah, Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> come on. This is a family friendly Aaron, podcast. she is Why way into pies. Like she's into all kinds of pies. She's just making pies like crazy. And what she did you so do her or? baking class has now switched to pies. Uh, and so she is she is coming up with her flavor story for a pie. And I'm not gonna ask you guys about what your flavor story for a pie is, because it'll be just be too much for me. Uh, but she is making a movie theater pie. And before the podcast, you guys saw me taste a couple pies. You guys got to sit there while I ate pies and told her what I thought of the pies. It was a great joy for you. I think you all we saw gave you me eating a big thumbs pie. up. Yep. And listen, this is my chance to take the listeners behind the scenes. It wasn't just that we got the chance to watch Rob taste the pies. Rob looked at us in our eye sockets and said, don't talk. Just watch me taste these pies. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to spoil my rolling going, but you guys figured it out when I started eating pies. And she was like, eat these pies. That's what my life is like every night is I have to eat all these pies. Like I haven't had a real meal in a long time. It's just been various forms of pie over and over and over. It's an absolute nightmare. I cannot take it anymore. Okay. It's like, again, it's like the thing I thought I loved. But Jenny appreciates it, right? But Jenny appreciates it, right? Yeah. Sometimes she thinks I eat the pies too fast. You know, she's like, can you slow down and eat these pies? And I'm like, "Ah, you know. I got to get to sleep at some point. Like, 
So I, the, the pies, the pies are pretty good. You know, they usually they're, they're they're good. But she is making her her theme now is she wants to make a movie theater pie. So she wants to remind you of a movie theater when you go in and you have so it. She's so she's like looking at movies and seeing what the pies are like in the movies. And yeah, I gave her a movie called Ultimate. <laughs> no, I. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, she, she wants to have a, a pie that reminds you that when you bite into it of going to the movie. So all the pies are popcorn based, which is wild to me. What, what was this a Pee Wee Herman movie or what movie? What movie is she at from when, when you guys are having the pie? Listen, she is. It, are, are you guys, are you guys on the Maxim list? What number of the, on any Mickey Rourke movies are you guys at? Eve's Bayou, are you eating the, enjoying a pie with some Eve's Bayou? Well, Jenny insists weeks. that we still go to theaters, so I don't know. That doesn't seem safe in the first place, but she does. We we keep going. She doesn't care. <laughs> some people that got in trouble for that, right? Yeah, and then she doesn't care. She doesn't wear a mask. She tells them that she has a medical thing and she doesn't want to wear a mask. But hey, Rob, d- Rob, does it ever interrupt your pie eating when you're wearing the VR goggles? Or are you able to continuously <laughs> eat pie with the VR goggles on? Like when you look up, does that ruin the horizon or anything? Or I not? can eat a pie on a lot of different planets with those goggles on. I can eat a pie. <laughs> Anywhere, you know what I mean? Like I can eat There's three, four no pies at a time if I want. Uranus? To. Can you be on Uranus? Yeah, and eat a pie? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so here's the deal. Look at Aaron. <laughs> but I wanted to say that somebody in her group is making, and let me tell you if this pie sounds tasty to you, is making mm. a sick day pie. <laughs> so it's a pie that reminds them of what they eat when they're sick. So it's they, they could maybe work on the name of that a little bit. So I was well. That's what I was going to ask you guys: is what like do you? What is your? Soup? What is your go-to when you are not feeling well? If you or or when you were a kid, what's your classic sick day food? So Aaron, you do a cherry seven up. What else? When I was a kid, yeah, it was cherry seven up. Uh, yeah, now whiskey, I guess. Just oh whiskey. no. <laughs> Yeah, it is strange though. How have you, I mean? Do you ever have cherry Seven Up when you're not sick now? Like, is it's a very strong that for me that's like ginger ale. Like ginger yeah, ale is a very ooh, strong, ale, good choice. And and sick food. No, I haven't like, had cherry Seven Up since I was a kid, but that was what we had when we were when we were sick when we were kids. Russ, Matt, what about Does you guys? Still exist? We used to always. Did you guys ever get strep throat when you were a kid, and you had to have that pink medicine, that pink liquid that just tasted terrible? Do you guys remember that ever? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we used to. My mom was a nurse, and she her way of giving us that medicine was. You would take a spoonful of Hershey syrup, eat the Hershey syrup, down a shot of that pink stuff, and then and chase it with the Hershey syrup. Oh, Ooh, my like God. That. And so that it actually worked really well, but I can't stand to steal a line from Matt. I can't stand Hershey syrup anymore. If you gave me a Sunday with some sort of Hershey syrup on it, I would I would not touch it. I, I don't care what that pie looked like. If it had Hershey syrup, I'm not eating it. Honestly, though, this concoction explains a lot for me. Russell was very avant-garde in his cocktail choices in college. And I'm not going to say the names of some of the ones that he came up with, but mm, Russell was always don't do that. pushing the limits of what a, what a true cocktail was. And now I know it's because he was doing that from a young age, combining flavors, yeah. experimenting. He was <laughs> always out there. Fault. Yep. <laughs> oh, I didn't, no, I don't want to say that. Teaching him young. Yep. Oh, the chocolate chocolate with medicine. That sounds great. That's like me giving my dog, like I put a pill and I put cheese around it. And then he goes, arm, 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 arm. that's exactly the same thing with you, but it's medicine and chocolate. What does sauce. he say? He goes, arm, 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 arm. what is, yeah, he loves it. Matt, what about you? What was the sick food for you? Well, I was going to say, you know, I don't know. I just, I can remember being like sitting home sick and having like a grilled cheese sandwich, you know, that, that wasn't oh, like, that's I, great. You know, things like that. And so I'm trying to think of like a pie that's a grilled cheese sandwich. Like maybe that works. I don't know. I don't know. 
People I don't know. I can't cheddar I, on apple pie, right? That's like a thing in places mm-hmm. in the country. I've never had it, but I know what I'm doing tonight after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Big news, guys. It's now a pie cast, okay? Uh, and that's a good joke. Okay, so let's talk about uh, what are we talking about? Tapestry with Tapestry. Carol King. Oh, fun, great. Uh, so it's a 1971 album. This is her second album. Although she had had hits from the 60s on that she had written. I mean, Carol King is really a songwriter for other people, right? Like that's what she's yeah. that's what she's mostly known for. I do like her voice. I think my main issue, and we can talk about this. Well, uh, the main issue is just how the album sounds. It sounds like it's it's a little too soft for me, especially after listening to some of the ones we have already. It was just kind of like. I don't know. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about the album here. Uh, she has written or co-written 18, 118 songs that have ended up on the Billboard Top 100. Like, that's Holy yeah, shit, that's crazy. This this album was uh, selected as Album of the Year at the Grammys. She also won a Grammy for Best Female Polk Pop Vocal Performance, uh, Record of the Year, Song of the Year. I mean, this album crushed. This album remained on the Billboard charts for 300, the top 200. It stayed on there for 313 weeks. So think about Holy that. Holy shit. That's six years. Like, it's it's a this album is an absolute monster. It's on there longer than any other album. The only other album on there longer is uh, Dark Side of the Moon. And Dude, we could we could go 313 weeks of this podcast, and Matt still won't get to talk about Pearl Jam once. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. this, sons of bitches. This, this was on there for maybe that maybe Green Day, maybe Green Day, but not Pearl Jam, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, as a as a solo female artist, she's the longest that's ever been on the list until Adele passed her in 2017. And uh, so I, I guess when I was listening to this album, I had a very strong opinion. This is our new section that I just came up with. Okay. And we're going to do this from here on out. Who do you picture? And you can picture anybody at any time. You can get in a time machine. Who is listening to this album? And I'll start. I'll tell you what I think. I think this album, when I heard this album, I picture this is like a mom in 1987 whose family has left for the Saturday. And she has a Saturday afternoon at home where she can do whatever she wants. And just relax or, you know, do the dishes or maybe pick up the living room. You know, whatever she wants. She can do whatever she wants. And this is the album she puts on in the house-wide stereo system. Like, this is a major, this this album gives me major mom energy. Russ, have you ever, if you were going to seduce a mom, I would use this album. <laughs> and they've got time to themselves, all moms should just be doing chores. Is that what you're saying, Rob? Well, that's how I picture well, it, which I realize is problematic now that I say it out loud. Rob, luckily for you, or for me, I should say, if I'm going to seduce a, a mom in 2021, I've got Carol King tapestry on vinyl here. So I've got it ready to go on my record player. But when you're saying, who do I think would be listening to this? This album has a lady sitting in a windowsill with a cat. Like I'm not a cat (laughs) guy, but if you look at like the greatest album covers ever, just some random lady sitting in a windowsill with a cat in the foreground it's got to be a cat ladies listening to this album. That's the only person who could be listening. I'm going to push back. Think about the thriller. Think about thrillers album cover. He's got a tiger on there, doesn't he? Or like the inside of the album. He's Michael Jackson's in there with a tiger. That's like an actual tiger. Well, smart music guy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no, it's nice. I like the parallel. Rob's right. That's good. Okay. Thank you, Emerson. I appreciate that. (laughs) Aaron, who do you think is listening to this album? Uh, and keep in mind, I texted that I was going to talk about this earlier this week, and I asked you to be ready for it. Bo- both questions you text you gave us a heads up on have been complete disasters. Right? <laughs> I'm trying to decide what I'd like to say because I agree with Rob. I don't want to say that I agree with Rob, but I agree with Rob. It's big mom energy. Uh, but the two people that I picture listening to this record, three, I guess, are um, 
Donny Hathaway, Roberta Flack, and Aretha Franklin because they all covered You've Got a Friend, which I think is one of the greatest songs ever written. I cannot stand uh, her recording of it on this album, but I, clearly this album reached people who I really respect, and those people made some great music out of what uh, are some great songs that really poorly recorded on this <laughs> record. Can you imagine Aaron at a Carol King concert? She starts singing the song. He's like, boo. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, you don't like this song? He goes, no, actually, this is the greatest song ever written. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, what would typically happen there is Aaron would say, uh, this song, uh, it sucks, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I would, uh, I mean, this song, yep. uh, but sucks. that's the thing. I would not say that about You've Got a Friend, but uh, I, I really don't song, yep. like her recording sucks. of it. Part of me thinks Aaron doesn't like it because of the cat thing. And Aaron's got this 20 year old cat that's like peeing all over his house. And oh. he's just ready for it to move along. And I mean, you're really, yeah, you're touching a nerve there, Russell, for sure. I definitely like, <laughs> I may have threatened to move out of my house this week. because of the cat. Matt, who do you think's listening to the album? <laughs> I'm I taking my tapestry with me. Anybody, <laughs> anybody who's walking <laughs> through a Montgomery wards in like 1983. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Rob, are you okay? like? I think the only reason this is good. We we've talked about elevator music before. Um, I don't know if on the podcast, oh, no. but in, in our in our Zoom calls previous to the podcast, and I mean this, it just feels like this is just on in some J.C. Penney's or Montgomery Wards or something. You know, that's not around anymore, and that's it. I don't know. Like, isn't it shocking? Boring ass music. I mean, it's shocking hmm? when you see how well this album did. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy successful it for has being sold this album. Twenty-five million copies. It's and it's, it's, it's so kind of like, but it long. but it feels like it's kind of like the you know the Eagles or something where there's not one person on earth who could say like, ah, oh, that's not a decent song, you know, or something like mm -hmm. that. Like they're all just so unbelievably safe, easy songs. I mean, they're nice to listen to and all that, but there's nothing groundbreaking about them. And I think nothing... this album is full of hits. If, you, if we, when we well, started, yeah, it's full these of are great every songs. song is a hit. It they're is. And I, Rob, let's, we should get to it. Rob. And I do think one problem with this album is this first song. I feel the earth move. I think this sets a tone for the album that the rest of the album does not keep up with. Agree with you. Yes. It starts off great. I mean, this is funky. This is like a great song. When this would come in, yep, it's like it's kind of a sexy song. I mean, yeah, if you were piano, if you were with some work. woman and she was like, "When I'm with you, I feel the earth move. I feel this like sexy stuff going on." I would take that as a "you're overweight" type of joke, and just <laughs> we wouldn't be going out again. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this this song. Us, I feel the earth. I feel the earth moving every time we take a step on this outdoor walk on our first date. I, yeah, I'm out of there. Well, see, they, they, they would say that, and I would say, well, that's because I have a waterbed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm still rocking a waterbed. She, she wouldn't be able to get so far You're away from the guy. She would be so far away from me so fast. <laughs> I Waterbeds are the big man's nightmare. I had a friend who had water. I had a couple friends who had waterbeds, and I would sleep over. And when you're big, your upper top, your top part is bigger than your legs. And so you would constantly be sleeping slightly head down. It was a nightmare. It was like your brain was filling up with blood the whole time. It was the worst. Okay. So that was my bit on waterbeds. The worst, the worst experience I ever had on a waterbed is I accidentally punctured a hole in it and there was an ultimate going on. Oh, all over okay. The now I can't terrible. edit that out. That joke is too good. Damn it. Bleep. You just keep bleeping it. Oh. 
<laughs> I think if we bleep out squirt, it's going to sound way worse, actually. Uh, no. That song came out as a single with a, a double a double side A single with uh, It's Too Late, and it was number one for five weeks. I mean, and that song is a banger. And then you're like, yes, this album is going to rock this album. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for some high energy. And then we get to So Far Away. So far away doesn't I'm always disappointed because this is not the Dire Straits or Katie Webster cover of Dire Straits So Far Away, which is a far superior song called So Far Away. Well, is that the other problem with this album is that so many of these songs are done better by other people, even if she wrote, by the way, she didn't write the lyrics to all these. She wrote the music to all of these. It's not always the Yeah, every one of these, Every, I mean, every song that I like on this album has a recording that I prefer by another artist, which is yeah. not I think, a knock necessarily on Carol. She was a songwriter, but yeah. yeah, this album. And I think a lot of it's Lou Adler's fault, I feel. Like he was the producer. But you read about Lou Adler, and it turns out he doesn't really have a signature sound the way other producers did. I think he was just a rich guy. Uh, but of interest to our listeners and uh, everyone on this podcast, Lou Adler got his start. Uh managing Jan and Dean with Herb Alpert. So if it were not for Herb Alpert, <laughs> perhaps this album would not exist. Yes, Marv Alpert. That guy was awesome. Yes, from way downtown. Jan, meet Dean. Dean, meet Jan. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the song The song is, this was the second single that you released. Do you know what the other side of the single was? Smackwater Jack. Can you imagine getting that single and that's on one side and Smackwater Jack is on the other side? You're like, this is the worst thing I've ever bought in my entire Smack life. Smackwater Jack is the most fun song on this album. We'll get to it, but it's it's like the actual most fun song on the album. Yeah, well, that that's because it's the only one where she's not singing about her feelings and instead she's singing about some guy in a swamp boat or something. I don't actually well, listen to what it's about, but it's what it sounds like. Yeah, and the temp- tempo's more than like 65 beats per minute, which helps. <laughs> this this was a song, though, where she was talking about how she travels so much and performs or whatever. I don't know. Is she writing like on the road? I don't get it. But that it was she was lonely and she was missing. I have the exact opposite experience. When my wife is traveling for work, it's the greatest like half week of my life when she's gone. When she leaves, I turn to the kids and I go, you know what, you know what the rules are when mom's gone? And Amelia will look at me and be like, there are no rules. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. We could do whatever we want all the time. <laughs> Video games in our underwear. Yeah, we have all sc- day. I have a screen required dinner where you have to have a screen in front of you at dinner. It's a rule. You can't have dinner without a screen. <laughs> it rules. It's the best. Do you guys ever do anything when, when people go away on vacation? Or do you remember anything when you were younger? Well, I feel like I've been barred from talking about food on this album, but I mostly just like make weird tacos if my lady goes out of town. Like I just, you know. All just, right. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just Keep like, it above board. Right, now it's time to move on. Give us, yeah. give us your number one weird taco that you have made. This is what uh, we've been waiting like for: smoked salmon with like Greek yogurt on top. Uh, you know, with, what color like, is the salmon sauce. before you cook it? What color is the salmon before you cook it? Well, I mean, I just warm it up. It's usually like pink. I guess. Oh my God, oh, interesting, Walked interesting, right co- interesting tacos. <laughs> and then you put white Greek yogurt on top. <laughs> Why? Why do you do this to me, Russell? Pink taco. <laughs> Why? All right. Let's keep it Barry from Burnsville likes that joke. I'm so sorry. Are you? Are you Aaron, sorry? You're sick, Aaron. You're sick. I like the idea that Aaron's like, looking over his shoulder, he's like, my wife is gone. It's time for me to go crazy. I'm going to make these tacos. I'm going to make Sam and tacos. <laughs> His wife calls, are you making salmon tacos at home? You better not be. I'm, I come home and if there's salmon around, you're in big trouble. He's like, no, dear. I promise I'm having free. No, it's already cooked. It looks orange. It looks orange. It's fine. I'm having free-range lettuce. I promise. 
He's taking the he's taking the cover off his microwave. He's like, oh, I can't wait to use you. I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> every time Aaron's wife downloads an episode, he like grabs her phone and pitches it out in, the, in like a lake or something like yeah. that. Don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah, oh, just true. to let you know, we're not doing the podcast anymore. Don't try download it anymore. Okay. Yeah, that, that Beck did it better. That's not me. <laughs> She's looking at a shared photo stream on their two phones, and it's like pictures of his microwave. She's like, what is this? What are you doing? Okay, that might be a very personal <laughs> thing. My wife and I share a photo stream, and I see pictures that she takes. And I'm like, it's all like inspirational sayings and like how to get out of a marriage. All right, so let's keep going. <laughs> do, you think, do you think Aaron's wife ever looks at Aaron's VR porn history, and it's just like constant, it's constant things that are bad for the environment? No, or it's, not? it's like it's like fun lunches. Like Aaron's on there with VR. He's like, oh, yeah, different, different meats he <laughs> can make Bell. and different tacos. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just like shawarma. Supersized French fries. Yeah, it's like Ooh, a super yeah. store. Yeah. I like All how we think French fries is what really sets his wife off. Like, oh, my word. French fries. <laughs> Rob, you didn't hear the supersized part. That's true. Supersized. Uh, it's too late. And it's too late, baby, now. I read about this song that. This was her biggest hit, and then it actually got displaced on the charts by James Taylor, who recorded on this album. So he's recording on this album with her. He's playing the guitar on a lot of these songs, and this song got bumped from number one by James Taylor. I thought that was and pretty And not crazy. only that, it's James Taylor singing You've Got a Friend, which is her song. So she got mm-hmm. bumped by her own song. That's why. I mean, that's how like prolific she is. It's crazy. She's crazy talented. This album, the way it's arranged, is just a major snooze. Agree. That that would be like if our podcast bump got bumped off the top hundred charts with Aaron started a new podcast about different colored tacos and it just crushed <laughs> us. It would be terrible. Okay. Well, we talked about brown tacos and all right. So that's it. That was the one episode I've made a major mistake. Should not have made all these shirts and had Russ send them out because they're not going to go out for another three weeks. They're all in Russell's basement because they just want to send them out. Yeah. I'm not sending any more shirts. I don't care what the colored tacos are. All right. Hey, listen, guys. I mean, I've heard about Home Alone, but Home Again? There are no notes on this song anywhere. There's nothing on Wikipedia. The genius lyric. Be quiet, Carol. The the genius lyric for this is, is blank. There's nothing there. I've never seen that for a song. There is no notes. I mean, there's no nothing. She says snow is cold and rain is wet. And I'm okay with simplicity, but I just, I mean, this, someone paid her to do this. I no, no, this one I struggle with. Wow. You guys are just blade. You're just dropping bombs on her right now. I know. Yeah. She's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. I mean, when we get to things like, will you love me tomorrow? I'm going to get effusive, but some of these, I don't know. So this is a song called beautiful. Do parts of this song have the kernel of the Christina Aguilera song, Beautiful? Does it? Does, does anyone feel yep. like maybe right that one's inspired by this like one? Right here. Jenny asked me the same thing right today. Here. I, yep. I definitely think right? so. Yeah. So that song was about how, you, how she said when she was riding the subway one day in New York City. Rob, just skip the what's it about. We don't, who gives a shit? <laughs> who gives a shit? Well, was, we don't need to say what it's about. If we're not into it, we don't need to say what it's about. I was going to say that she said that it's about the way you perceive others is how you actually perceive yourself. And I was wondering if you guys think that's true because I do find a lot of people annoying. And now I'm thinking to myself, do I think I'm annoying myself? And then I'm like, no, I, that can't be it. Hey, listen to this podcast once back and you'll figure out the answer to that real quick. I don't have time for that. Okay. There's, I'm very busy <laughs> watching that, that's true, Jackie Chan right? movies. I mean, 
that's all like we all perceive <laughs> the world based on our own experiences. And so anytime you, you think something's going on with another person, it's probably, you know, there's a lot of projection from within yourself unless you're, you know, really self-actualized and on the next level, but that's not really me. Yeah. It's not easy up here. Uh, Cause I do have people who say like, <laughs> well, you made a mistake and I'm like, well, that can't be possible. You must've made a mistake. And then it's projecting. easy. Like that solves a lot of my problems. <laughs> all right. Way over yonder. So that voice Did we you just change heard. The songs? I do think that that voice we just heard in the background vocals is the best voice that we hear on this album. Turns out that is Mary Clayton of Gimme Shelter fame. Uh, she sang back up for the Rolling Oh, really? Stones. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So wow. when she comes in and says, ah, I think that's the best singing we hear on the album. And uh, she was was well known as a studio uh, a session uh, musician and, and singer. When we get so to that album, there's some great songs about that, about her coming in. They just needed to find somebody. And she just came in and basically nailed it in one take. Oh, yes, so right. And, you and know, she just when we get to that, yeah. Did it on here, too. You hear him in the background natural. cheering for it. So, yeah. It's just, like my in, it's just like my intro songs I write. It might surprise you guys, but I do most of those in one take. <laughs> Aaron mentioned this this song he called out one of the session artists but there's another session artist on the, this one that you guys might not be aware of and his name is David Campbell you guys ever heard of David Campbell before no definitely not so David Campbell is a famous arranger composer conductor and this was actually the first album he ever played any anything on he played the viola on that song he is credited as, as being part of 1300 plus albums so 1300 wow, plus Jesus. albums and he's worked on more than 100 movie, 100 movie soundtracks. But I'm going to give you the top five songs that feature David Campbell in some sort of manner. You know, 1,300 albums seems like a lot. But then you realize that we're doing about half of that in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to sing 1,300 songs about Aaron. You know what? I can do it. I believe in myself. I'm pumped for this list. Let's learn about David Campbell. So David Campbell, the first the first album he ever played on was this one track on on this and Tapestry. Another thing he's famous for is playing the viola on "Let's Get It On" by Marvin Gaye. Ooh, I didn't even know there was viola on this track. Yeah, you hear it there oh, in the background. Yeah, there's strings right there. I want to remind you that I did sing this for a karaoke contest and I won a burger. A burger, right? Se- second greatest day of my life. Birth of one child, burger, birth of the second child. It goes in that order. <laughs> the next song on the list is, you guys will definitely remember this one. This is right in our, our, our youth. I bet Matt will definitely remember the video on this one. It's Crazy by Aerosmith. He did the orchestra arrangement on Crazy. Oh, I can't talk about this video in public. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This video was... Crazy. <laughs> yeah, this life changing. Literally stuff. and figuratively. The, song, the song's good too. This video was this crazy. This is like Alicia Silverstone rises to power when it comes yeah. to the music oh. videos. And his right? daughter. And uh, what's her name? Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. This video made me respect women so hard and so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jumping into ponds in the middle of the him on the little the song, is only, the song is like two minutes and 30 seconds long, so you'd have to respect women in a very short amount of time. Rob, 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 you tell us the story of crazy. The, 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 <laughs> so she gets in a fight with her dad at the beginning, walks out, gets onto a guy's motorcycle. They get into a fight. Jim I remember London, her right? throwing a helmet or something. At some yeah. point, she gets a tattoo with another guy, and it's like a they somehow put their finger on her pelvis. I remember that very clearly. And it's like a heart <laughs> that makes a heart. 
So then she has trouble with that guy. And it is at the end. She isn't she in her underwear at some point in that video? I'm having a very strong recollection. That might be another Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> I just thought it ended. They, ju- they, she- they jump in the pond. They go. That's okay. Swimming. So yeah. So then, and then she, at the very end, she's on a bridge and some, and I've always thought about this is that it's not a bungee cord. She's pretending she's doing that cool, very cool thing. And you might want to think about this, Russ, on a date, because I know you're doing these outdoor dates. She's pretending mm. to be mad at someone, jumps off a bridge, and instead of a bungee cord, it is a just guy wire. It is just like a wire that she right, it, catches yeah, her. Don't you think it would have like snapped her in half? I thought about two things. Number one, that would hurt so bad. That would just kill. And number two, how do you get up from that? Like the guy just was right. like, okay, we'll see you. And then maybe, she's just dangling there. She's like, oh, maybe that's why she through. flicks off the camera at the end. It's because she's got no way of getting up, man. Rob, like you having daughters, do you ever think like this could be a day in my daughter's life? Oh, I expect it to be. I'm not a very good parent. <laughs> Obviously. So the next song on the list, speaking of other women who have had kind of a crazy anyway. life is Miley Cyrus <laughs> wrecking ball. He arranged the strings on this billboard. Number one hit. Ooh, nice. It's another video. Whoa, this is a fun song. I don't know this one. Wait, 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 wait. You don't know this song? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Are you what? serious? Aaron came in like a what wrecking ball on this list. Did you I don't know this stroke? song. What is your deal? You don't know this song? This was like one of the biggest songs of the year it came out. It's Number really good. Of the decade. I mean, yeah. this was a huge song. Do you, you, can you tell me what the video is, Aaron? Actually, this video on YouTube Does has more than a billion it? downloads. It's one of the few that has a billion downloads, and Aaron's not one of the billion. Man, that's crazy. I don't know that song. And I'm not even trying to, like, you know, I listen to pop music. I'm not trying to, like, be, like, caveman guy who's like, oh, I'm only in here listening to my records or whatever. I I, I, I honestly think we on, need to pause. Somehow the song missed me. I honestly do. Are you guys blown away by this that he does not? He knows. He's talking about Django Reinhardt to start the podcast, and then he doesn't know Wrecking Ball. Aaron is like an right. enigma wrapped in a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Wrapped in a, 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 a double knit sweatshirt. Like, I don't understand. It's a mystery to me, Aaron, what you know in music and what you don't. It's so wild. Aaron, what year was your kid born? 2017. Oh, this is four years before really that. This is the prime of your life. That backfired you, on you, you didn't it, Rob? I have Rob no excuse like, for thinking missing he's so this slick. He's going to show yeah, the year. And, this, the the yeah, Wrecking Ball I, came out in 2013. I am lost, Aaron. I, I just don't get it anymore. I'm fascinated. I want to tear apart your brain and look at it. <laughs> the next song on the list, I guarantee Aaron's had to have heard of these guys. This is more in our age range. How about the Goo Goo Dolls? This is Iris. Oh, he, yeah. Uh, David Campbell does the string orchestra near the end of the song, which is mimicking the guitar. Check out the strings here. Yeah, I mean, this song. The first concert ever. Goo Goo Dolls opened up for Bush after yeah. uh, Roy oh, Wilkins wow. in Minneapolis. Yeah. That's awesome. We're in St. Paul. And it was great. Hey, and don't make a call back to any earlier jokes, okay? Because I see where yeah. you guys are going with this. I'm not going to accept it. <laughs> do not do it. That did they have like food? Did they, did they have food service there or anything, man? Did they do <laughs> no, the salmon I mean, tacos yeah, at that not, Bush concert? What did you eat not? at the Bush concert? Do not engage. I... <laughs> That song reminds me Was so. Bush from Ireland. Uh, do they have shepherd's pie there? This. <laughs> no, it was England. I think. I'm, I'm trying to remember where they're from. So Rob, much. do you know? I hate you guys so much. I'm going to make you sit with me when I have to edit this sometime. That song reminds me of so many middle school dances. At the end of the night, they would play that song, and I would be against the wall of the, the gym. Yeah. yeah, I would be against the wall of the gym, waiting for my dad to come pick me up because I knew it was ending. <laughs> There I was and in my silk shirt real fast. with my with my hair like down flat on top and curly on the sides. <laughs> I was talking to a friend today who grew up in New York City, and I and I used the term butt cut. 
and she had never heard that phrase before. I've also never heard I don't the know phrase. That phrase. Butt cut. Are you serious? You guys don't know when you have no. a part down the middle and it looks like a no, butt? I, you got is this a word I made why up? Would you, why would you wear your hair that way if it looks like a butt? Like there are many other things you Well, could, I'm not gonna didn't lie. Didn't we just talk about this after. last? Didn't we just talk about this I was, last? I was, ref- the, the, Matt, I was re- Matt, you're right. We t- we did talk about it last week. And the thing is, is when Russ is done editing, neither of these cut talks about <laughs> yeah. Rob's haircuts are gonna make <laughs> no one will ever hear it. <laughs> If, if Rob talks about his haircut in a forest and the tree falls, does anyone know about it or I, not? No. I just can't believe nobody else has heard the phrase butt cut. Hey, if you know the phrase butt cut, please call into the Beck line and leave a voicemail. The voicemail is full a lot of the times. Please leave a voicemail and say, I have heard of a butt cut. Okay, and don't be right, weird Get through Rob's long message and then finally no, yep, you'll be able no. to leave him. Yeah. All right, the last song on the list. This is by far the number one song on the list, and it's Beck. This is from Morning, the Morning Phase, which won the Grammy for Best Album, I think, in 2015. This is the very beginning of Beck's album. Check out this song, and I'm going to give you a little bit of info on why it's so cool. I hear the strings. So he, he's essentially <laughs> conducting the strings here. But the reason this is so cool is that David Campbell, you guys may not know, is Beck's dad. Beck's dad is the guy who was on 1,300 albums and has been a part of all of these amazing songs and played the viola on Tapestry. Oh, my God. Russell, wow. To take that a step further, do you know who Beck's mom is? Is is her name Her name is B.B. Hansen, and she was an Andy Warhol model. So she was a model for Andy Warhol who was the manager for Velvet Underground, who we covered last week. The offspring of B.B. Hansen and David Campbell is Beck, the namesake of our podcast. So when it comes to kicking ass, who does it better than Beck's dad? I tell you what, if you look at his his Wikipedia page, the number of movies that he's done, either the arranging or the orchestra, the conductor, and then just the, I mean, the albums from like 1990 on, he's worked with everybody. He's, yeah, yeah. He deserves his own podcast. Beck's dad yeah. did it better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Russell, this is. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine, though? Wow. That is probably why. And I'm going to say something that's pretty smart here. That's probably why he got into music. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be a Brian Wilson comment there. This is no. pretty smart here. That's kind of like Brian Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would be pretty crazy. Like, if your dad did all this stuff and you're like, I actually, that's probably what I've been. I hate music, dad. I don't ever want to do music. All right, and that was a good joke to kill that great list that Russ made, and then I hit Russell, the brakes in classic Rob fashion. That is so good. Oh, my God. Thank you, fellas. Hats I thought off. that was pretty good. Nice job. Dropping science. And I like the part at the end where I hit the brakes. The podcast almost wasn't about me for about two seconds, so I had to switch it and snap that away from you guys. Bring it right yeah. back. Sna- hey, you just snatched it away like you snatched away those colored tacos. Thing and just bring it back in. He snatched, the, he snatched it back, Rob. So, snatched those pies. Snatched it back. Snatched back that pie. So now, Aaron, we're going to listen to You've Got a Friend. Uh, I think mm-hmm. this song yep. sucks. Oh, Aaron, why Wait, would you say not- that? I don't get that. Just- that's terrible. <laughs> I think this is one of the greatest songs ever written. I just prefer other renditions. So what, what is the what is the best version, Rosie? My favorite is Donny Hathaway's version on his live album, but I do love okay. that uh, Aretha interpolates this one in her um, Amazing Grace album. Doesn't James Taylor do this? Yeah, he does a great too. The, the crazy thing is, so she records this in 69, 
and then Tapestry doesn't come out for a few years, and James Taylor releases it in 71. So she records yeah. it. It doesn't come out. James Taylor makes it a huge hit before she ever releases the song she recorded before him. And Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack have it on their album even before it, James Taylor puts it out. Do you know who sings background on the James Taylor version? Oh, my God. We're not. going. We're incepting ourselves here. This is great. Matt's favorite, Joni Mitchell, is sings background on the James Taylor version. Wow. They were dating back then. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. The best part of this song is that the Wikipedia entry for the song has a quote by James Taylor that I'm convinced that he 100% made up. Oh. <laughs> according to James Taylor... So this is according to James Taylor. Carol King says that the song was a response to a James Taylor song, Fire and Rain, where he said, I've seen lonely time where I could not find a friend. And then that inspired Carol King to write, you've got a friend, which James Taylor also covered. So James Taylor's like, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, I didn't write it, but the song I wrote inspired it. Like, it's just classic, like, <laughs> bullshit stuff of like, well, I think I did kind of do that song mostly yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, Where You Led. Where, where you lead? It's <laughs> the science teacher in me. We, we got our tenses mixed up. This, of course, is the song to what hit show, Rosie? Golden Girls? Gilmore Girls. Just kidding. What the f- How do you not know the Gilmore, Golden Girls right, theme right, song? The girls part, right? You don't know the Golden Girls theme song? What is it? No, I know the Golden Girls theme song because okay. Cameron sampled it. So sh- is it Dawson's Creek? No, it's Gilmore Girls. Yeah, we already, punchlines already been delivered. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're all going to sit down and watch the Gilmore Girls after this. Uh, no, we're Next not. up, okay, Will You Love Me Tomorrow. This song is actually the beginning of Side 2 on the album, if you guys weren't aware of that. And for Side 2, I went back to Booze and Vinyl, my favorite book. And tonight, <laughs> here's what they say about the record. This is an ideal rainy day record. Take a cue from the album and cover and curl up with a cat on your windowsill or host a cozy gathering. And they recommend that you have a hot toddy for this album. So I'm drinking a hot toddy tonight. Are you serious? But I've been waiting. I've been waiting for the last hour and 27 minutes. And it, right now it is a cold as shit toddy that I have drinking. No wonder he's trying to move this along. He's been telling us. He's been setting up his hot toddy joke. Cold, cold honey bourbon and lemon is just not as good as if it were hot. I've been not very kind about parts of this album, and I don't like her recording of this. It's I don't know why the tempo is so slow. And the Shirelles version, I think, is one of the greatest pop songs ever. But I do want to say, so this album came out in 1971. She was, what, 20? She was 30, maybe, when the album dropped. And the Shirelles version came out in 1960. So she might have been 18 when she wrote this She's song. She's 17. Which, she wrote it when she was 17. I mean, yeah. holy shit. Like, that, that deserves... Some I I don't even like kudos aren't even the right word. I mean, you, it's you were, so heartbreaking talking, that someone that age could write something like this. It's incredible. You were talking about how old she is. Do you guys know the day we release this pod, she will be turning seventy nine years old on the day nice. we release this podcast. Wow! Happy birthday, Carol King. The day after we release the pod, this album will be turning fifty. How crazy is that? That both of those things are falling right around the release. Yeah, it's weird fantastic. that the album is as old as people I think who would enjoy this album. Like in my mind, those numbers <laughs> line up. <laughs> All right. So now apparently this is Aaron's favorite song. So let's just keep that in mind. And Aaron, what this was I think the it's first fun. This was the first dance of your wedding, right? Is that true? This is it. Yeah. I didn't say it's the best song. I think other songs on the album are far better, but this one's fun. 
I like it's like kind of so, a little boogie stomp kind of a thing. So this is another crazy one, Russell, with what you were talking about. This song was covered by Quincy Jones on his num- 1971 album, so the same year that this album came out. And his album was called Smack Water Jack. So this album and Quincy Jones's album that had the same name came out in the same year. Can you imagine that happening now of like two bands where they're just like, ah, we're going to all release the same song at the same time. Who cares? She was just dominating at the time, right? Just like anything she wrote was on the, on the pop charts. It's so crazy to me. All right. So now uh, let's say, Hey, you got some Christmas presents. What are you going to use to put them together? Let's some tapestry, tapestry, (laughs) tapestry. Listen, (laughs) What do we what do we call this? What do we call this track, Rob? I tapestry. No, no, no. This is a few, a few of, years of ago. Album. I put on a bunch this of weight. The... And it turned out it was a tapestry worm. <laughs> I went to a Spanish place and I had a bunch of tapestries once. They're like little dishes <laughs> and patatas bravas. They were really good. What do we call? Matt's driving it. That this is the album's named after this song, correct? Did you guys know when I went to Walgreens to try to find stuff to when I tried to ship my stuff, I picked up a, a thing of package packaging tapestry and now it just sits there because I never used it. Now, Rob, don't laugh. That was the titular track of the album. <laughs> ah, I beat you to it. Damn it. Rob was picked on in uh, in junior high and they instead of beating him up, they just would tape tapestry tapestry. tapestry. Oh, I actually, well, let's all laugh at that now. Some of these lyrics, the, the lyrics in some of these songs are like kind of like juvenile poems. I think I would enjoy it more than I think you guys do. But one of the ones, one of the lyrics that I really liked and, and thought applied to me directly in the song, I feel like this could go to uh, a future lady who meets me on a date. Listen to this one. As I watched oh, no. in sorrow, there suddenly appeared oh, no. a figure gray and ghostly beneath his flowing beard. Oh, my in goodness. times of deepest darkness, I've seen him dressed in black. Now my tapestry is unraveling. He's come to take me back. Like, couldn't couldn't wow, I be the yeah. guy you with be the, the gray guy. And, and flowing get your, beard? Get oh, your, yeah. yeah, get your COVID beard back. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. I like that part. I'm going to tell you, Russell, if you're on a date with somebody and they get in your car and you start playing this, they're going to have some questions. <laughs> unless it is some mom that you have picked up. Okay, there's going to be some questions asked about this. That mom will have some bags from uh, from Marshalls in the back of her car. <laughs> she's she just went to Woolworths. She brought for some reason the only color jacket they had in the '80s, which was brown on brown for a jacket. Everybody's wearing brown jackets in the '80s from Woolworths. It's everybody's favorite gag. Okay, so that's just apparently a memory I have. I don't know. Don't ask me. Okay, I'm going to be positive. Guys. Hey, whatever your kink is, Rob, whatever your kink is, we're fine with it. That's what I keep telling the police. All right. <laughs> well, it depends on what kink it is. The last three times he's brought up kinks on this podcast, we weren't fine with it. Okay. Things didn't go well. Right? Cake farting. So I'm going to brown brown I'm going to skillfully transition one? from this conversation to this next song. You make me feel like a natural woman. All right, here we go. There's the third kink. This song is so slow again. Yes. Great song though. Yep. And I like I love her singing this actually. You know, Aretha's version of this only reached eight on the charts. Doesn't that seem like a travesty? Yeah, that's that's an outrage. Yeah, like at that point they should just get rid of the charts, right? Yeah. Why do you guys not like this version? I think this is awesome. Slow. Just because it's compared to Aretha, yes. and that's what you'd rather have. It's unfortunate, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. This is so much slower. I mean, the Aretha version is so good, Russell. I mean, we'll listen to it after this podcast, but it's so good. You know what? I'll... Okay, fine. I'm. You know what? I'm going to play the Aretha version right now. Do you guys hear it in the background? God dang it. I'm so lazy. Yeah, that, this, is, this so is pretty awesome. The thing and is, actually, we've, we've talked about this before when Aretha sings this song. Remember, if people need to go check out 
Carol King, they do the Kennedy Center honors. Go check that out on YouTube. And the, the, the end of it is Aretha singing this song, which is badass. But there are a few other ones. James Taylor sings one of her songs. There are a few other people that sing her songs. Well, she's up there watching with uh, other celebrities. She's actually sitting right next to George Lucas, the Star Wars guy. So, Aaron, your son would probably appreciate that part of the video. But you get, sure. people need to definitely go check out the Kennedy Center Honors with Carol King. It's really, really cool. Way in the back is Jar Jar Binks. He's like, oh. Jar Jar Binks comes out and sings a Carol King. Okay. I, there's something there. Jar Jar Binks, Carol King. Me make you feel. Me make you feel. God dang. Matt should be doing the intro songs. It's just like a 10 minute bit about, okay. If Jar Jar Binks sang Carol King, I think it would go a little something like this. He's going to sing. All right. He's going to make you feel. So Russell's dream has come, has come true. And we are at the end of the album. Uh, let's talk about I don't know how we did our this. favorite everybody's. Now listen, okay. I've decided I did patent this. Okay. I did copyright it. I also made this into an LLC. So now this is officially an LLC as well. This is everybody's favorite part where we rate the album. The patented and very popular. Again, this needs to be longer. I do appreciate you having those the two, uh, you know, the quotes with the two fingers, the rabbit ears, when you say everybody's and you put that around it. (laughs) Well, we do appreciate that. I'm not crazy. I mean, I gotta be. I gotta be legit to myself. All right. So once again, I have not thought of something that rhymes with stone for this. So why don't you guys go first, Russell? What do you think? (laughs) You what do you think of this album? Is it rolling well toned? And that means this album is perfect at. 25 it's right where it should be no higher no lower did this album get rolling boned that means it's too low on the list now in this case we are going down the list so it is too low to be higher it would be a lower number so you have to think of somebody climbing not climbing up a mountain but somehow climbing down a mountain and their goal is to get to the bottom of a valley okay would they find this, this song there or would it be somebody else about it. I'm, no, listen I'm back. It actually makes perfect sense. It's a person, it's <laughs> a mountain climber, but they're going down. A mountain descender. That's what it makes sense to me. So did the song get rolling bone? Should it be higher on the list? Or did this album, and I keep saying song like an idiot, is it a rolling groan? It should be lo- uh, lower than 25, which in this case is a higher number. So in this case, the mountain climber is climbing the mountain, but he does not want to get to the top because the top is where the bad albums are. The good albums are at the bottom, kind of like this podcast and kind of like this episode where we started and we had so much hope for it. And it just didn't pan out. We are definitely climbing down a mountain right now. And let's get to the anti-peak. Russell, what do you think? Did you take a breath in there at all or not, Rob? Some people would say What's an anti-peak. I, I legit thought I had my, my rating ready to go, and then you just you just beat the shit out of me there with confusion. I might I'd rather go mail a package than listen to that again, Rob. But and my my hot toddy is now a freezing ass cold, colder than a witch's titty hottie over oh, here. No, that well, I well, guess we can say that, eat. right? I, the witches won't care. No, no, not at all. You know what? They're proud of their I, cold I think, titties. Yeah, yeah. We play well with the witches. They'll get burned at the stake in Salem if they're not happy about it. Oh, I like this fire warms up these cold titties I have. (laughs) Oh, no, this is way too hot. Way too hot. I'm never never moving to Salem again. All right, Russell. So what do you think of Carol King's tapestry? I I think you guys, you know, I'm going to go against the grain. While people like Aaron may only like one color of tacos, I like different colors of tacos. And I think I'm going to go against the grain with you guys. I really like this album. I thought almost every song was a hit song. It might not have been the best version of every mm-hmm. song. We've heard better versions of a lot of them, whether it's James Taylor or Aretha Franklin, but these are her songs, right? She's the one who wrote the songs. Why does she not get the credit for them? 
So I think there's hit songs all over this album. I'm going to say it's rolling well-toned. Rosie. And uh, so if if it's rolling well-toned, it's right where it should be. Rolling boned, that means that you you liked it more than where it should be. Or rolling grown, it should be a higher number. In this case, lower on the list. I don't, this is where the, the ranking things makes me feel uncomfortable because I don't like, uh, disagreeing with, with, uh, Russell or any of you all. I don't like, uh, dissing someone who I think is, uh, one of, I mean, not, I think we all know she's one of the greatest songwriters of all time, but as an album, I can't listen to the whole thing. It, it drags too much for me. Most of it, I think it's just that the tempos are too slow. I don't like the production on the album. So while I wish I could say more about an album that has so many great songs, I, I have to call it a rolling groan. All right, Matt, what do you think? How do you rate this album? Uh, definitely rolling groaned. I think the album is this high on the list um, because it was the number one album for 38,000 weeks or whatever it was. So, you know, if this was the most popular albums of all time, like, yeah, this is, you know, one of the most popular albums of all time. But as we've discussed a number of times, that doesn't make it a great album. Um, you know, yeah, she wrote the songs. A lot of people, there's a lot of great writers out there that have hundreds and hundreds of top hits and things like that. Um, so I, it, it's, it's, look, she's talented. She's a great writer. These songs are great, but this album, uh, you know, once we get to Beyonce, once we get to, um, even Adele, once we get to some more of these, um, female artists that are just phenomenal at what they do, I think we're going to, we're going to absolutely want to put them above this album. And so for those reasons, I'm going to say it's rolling grown, which means that it's too high in the list. It should be lower. It sounds like it sounds like Matt. You would say something like it's probably rolling mom at home, right? God damn it! You can. I'm sharing my screen. I'm editing that out. All right. So I am going to give this. I was going to give this a rolling. Make me feel like a natural woman, but I am going to give this a rolling mom at home. Moms jammed to this album. They love it. Okay. They're walking yeah. around doing mom stuff, which in my mind again is cleaning, uh, which I don't get. That's very chores, bad. It's very yeah. sexist, oh. but it's the way it is. They're having a nice relaxing day without the kids at home. Okay. Dad is doing the tough thing. He's taking the kids to Home Depot. He's buying all the inflatables he can. He's babysitting his kids. Yeah. He's, yep. He has to, you know, he works all week and then he's got to come home and take care of the kids. I mean, come on, give me a break every once in a while. So this gets a rolling mom at home. This album is just for them, but I will I say this album somewhere. is a great. I have to say the beginning and end. It's it the familiar. bookends are fantastic. Who, who that to go up? from uh, the first song and the last song, just two of the greatest songs. That I think. Don't know where I'm going. I forgot the names of the songs, which makes it very difficult to talk about. All right, <laughs> so great. Next up, album 26. We've got Patty Smith, Horses, and that's. We never even said, did we have to skip a Beatles album? Did we, we skip? Sergeant what Pepper. did we skip on this one? Was that Sergeant, Sergeant Pepper? Pepper we have done it before this. Yeah. So we've got no horses. Back. We've got horses coming up next. Thank you for listening to. And then the Wu-Tang. Back did it better. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. After all those inappropriate jokes, I think it's way out of bounds that Eric keeps holding up this album cover with this pussy cat right up against the screen right now. It's way inappropriate. Guess what? That was so good. We're starting the podcast again. When you want to do it over again, here we go. <laughs> 
but you're just too lazy <laughs> to look it up online. Are we, is that it? Are we <laughs> just never-ending jokes that have a joke. I'm gonna let this play. I've got the perfect podcast for you. I've got the perfect podcast for you. Jack did it better. So when when you're eating Jenny's pie, are, are, you, are you supposed to be recording it, Rob? I mean, are you supposed to be recording that every time, or is that like going above and beyond? <laughs> you kept talking about a salty crust. Uh, here we go. When you want to close Aaron, you Aaron you're up. You don't you don't come come with one Aaron, now. You got a couple of them. Here you're off the podcast. You're off. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off. 13, 12, 11. I feel like I drag you down to the deep end of the pool with me, guys. You don't want to be over here. All right, here we go. Here we go, Aaron. Beck did it better. Do you have any, like, taco-flavored pies? <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat, they get off track. Is this what you guys want? You guys, I've got the perfect podcast for you. All right, here we go. Beck did it better. I really feel like that dad in that commercial where he has the, he finds the kids drugs and he turns to the kids and he goes, is this what you want? Is this, who taught you how to do this? And then you guys look at me and you go. I learned it from you, dad. Yeah, I learned it from you, Rob. I learned it from you. All right, plus but you're just too yeah, lazy to look it up after this. You definitely need a sting that says, uh, plus we could we could easily cut out the whole album here and have a great episode. If we just do the intro and the clothes, we're good. better.